This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Michaela, what's the accessibility work that you do? I work with arts organisations and independent artists to advise them on how to make their venues and shows accessible to people with disabilities, particularly people with blindness because I am blind, so that's kind of what I specialise in naturally. Are many Um, people doing this kind of work, Michaela? Not very many. It's a pretty niche group, I guess. And how vital is it, do you think, you're a theatre lover, performing arts lover, how many people do you think are out there that are living with disabilities that would love to be involved more in the arts, but because of accessibility issues, they can't be? So many, or they don't even know that they'd love to be involved in it because for them it's just out of reach and they think that they'd never be able to participate in it. A lot of the feedback I get from organisations I work with is, oh, but we never have any disabled people come, so I don't think there's any point providing Auslan interpretation or audio description for blind people. And I have to say to them, yeah, but that's because you're not providing it. Like, they're mm. not going to come if you don't make it accessible <laughs> for them. So you just yeah. mentioned their audio description and Auslan translation. Are there other things that you suggest to, let's say, local theatre companies that they should do to become more accessible? Oh, like so many things. A couple just, you know, obviously ramps for wheelchairs and making sure the accessible toilet is actually being used as an accessible toilet, not a storage space, Mm. assuming that people won't come. As a blind person, it really frustrates me that sometimes I have to turn up to a big venue and there's no one to actually meet me, you know, in the car park or at the front entrance to show me where to go. So putting more people on staff or volunteers to just assist with some of that guiding work for someone like me would be really useful too. Michaela, this is more like your side hustle, isn't it? Because your real passion is performing. Yes, that's right. Love performing and storytelling. Yeah, and that's been something that you've been into, what, since you're a kid? Yeah, since I was really small. I used to reenact all the daily events of my life. (laughs) Yeah, I used to come home and like, just reenact my entire school day. My mum would say she'd always know if I or someone else had been in trouble because, sorry to anyone that I went to primary school with, um, because I would, like, come home and just kind of reenact the entire day and how the teacher responded to what was going on. But also love making up my own stories and making up accents for my characters and all that. Yeah, but but your whole life you've not actually seen you know, words on a page, you've not seen a movie or, or an actual play, you haven't seen it you've, you've heard it but not seen it and and yet you've been gripped by story all the way through that's right uh, my parents were amazing i've got two other blind siblings as well and they bought us a lot of audio books and radio dramas when we were kids some of those audio dramas you know the sound design on them it's not just the voice acting but in fact sometimes the voice acting is kind of the let down <laughs> the sound designers would just have this amazing way of making you feel like you were you know walking through the snow in narnia or walking across floorboards in an old house that really impressed me and i guess helped me to be able to picture in my mind what was going on with actually like films and movies and theater sometimes if there is a visual component i do have to ask someone hey what's going on in that bit <laughs> Is there much opportunity, Michaela, for someone who's blind and to get into storytelling performance? No, it's really hard. I think as a blind person, it's a little easier if you're a musician because it's kind of assumed, oh, music is like an audio thing, you know, you've got good hearing, you should be a musician. But in terms of like acting, it's for whatever reason considered such a visual medium that people just think a blind person wouldn't be able to do it. Hmm. <laughs> And, Michaela, you're also someone who's had a lifelong Christian faith. How does that fit with being blind and being someone who loves story? That's a 
think about this a lot recently because I had a huge wrestle with God last year just about why am I doing this? A lot of people aren't even implementing the recommendations that I make and I just feel like I'm a tick box so they can tell their funding bodies or whatever that they employed a person with a disability but then they don't actually kind of include me and also like church is hard for me like any other gathering I attend. Like I can't see where people are to go up and talk to them generally unfortunately not expected or asked to take part in ministry like people panic if I offer to stack chairs or wash dishes <laughs> I was just feeling really discouraged last year and then I came across Second Samuel chapter 9 where King David is wanting to invite his best friend who's passed away his son into his home and his life basically and and the servant who he sort of asks about this says oh but he's lame and in the last like seven verses of this chapter it actually says four times that this man who was described as lame ate at the king's table and I thought that's a lot of times to repeat that phrase it must be significant so I looked into it a bit more and David doesn't say I will heal your disability or you know I'll pray for healing or sit there on the side and we'll look after you he says I will restore to you the land that belonged to your grandfather Saul and you will always eat at my table and so it doesn't say, you know, that this guy was healed or anything. He was accepted as he was with his disability and everything. And I think that sums up both how I feel God sees me as his child, but also why I'm doing this work. We should just be included as we are and that we have as much to contribute to the community and we're just as welcome at the King's Table as everyone else. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.